Steffi. Amen. Once again, I'm Forrest. I want to welcome you to chapel. It's so good to be a part of this community together as we gather to worship God and gather together. What a gift. I want to give you a little glimpse of what chapel is going to be like, give you a little, little so you can have your expectations set. What is chapel about? And uh, every week we'll be together Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays we'll preach. Thursdays we'll take communion together. Every week we'll have wonderful song, worship through song, through our student-led teams. And every fall we start by preaching through one of the Gospels, one of these four different angles, accounts of Jesus' life. And this year we're starting with the Gospel of John because we always want to start focusing on the person and work of Jesus, the center of what Christianity is all about. In John, I think John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, give us a little glimpse of what chapel is about and what we're going to be about this year. And this is a John's prologue. He's kind of laying out, this is what this, is what this, this Jesus, who this Jesus really is. And he says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him, nothing came into being. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not come it. This is what chapel is about. This living word, John's telling us, who is actually the eternal son, who later we hear puts on flesh as a Palestinian Jewish outsider and dwells among us and lives and dies and rises. This eternal word is what Jesus is about. He's eternal. He's actually God, it tells us. He, through him, everything was made by the Spirit of God. He's the source of light and life, and darkness cannot overcome him. We, as we come to this place, we come and say, Jesus is Lord. That's what we're going to do at chapel. We're going to say, Jesus is Lord. And we're going to learn about that, grow in that, seek to live into that as individuals, as a community, and in our world. Jesus is Lord. That's what we're going to be about. And that is two, there are two parts of that. That's comforting. That's comforting because this Jesus is Lordship. He's a source of light and life. And the more we recognize him as Lord, the more light and life we have in us. And all of us want that. We want more light and life in, our, in ourselves, in our community, in our world. It's comforting in the fact that all of us, wherever we come from, where we acknowledge Jesus as Lord somewhere else, we come together and we can do it together here. You got a spot where we're going to have a place you can say, Jesus is Lord, and look around and have others saying the same thing. But it's also going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be discomforting. I'll tell you why. When we say Jesus is Lord, that means I have to surrender. I got to let go of stuff. I got to say, Jesus, um, take me where you want me to. Take whatever you want. I'm all yours. That can be a little bit uncomfortable. It's also going to be uncomfortable because we have a community here that's very diverse. We have ethnic diversity. We have political diversity. We have pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. We have young and old. We have, we have people who have different socioeconomic status, different experience in college, different majors, different interests, different athletic teams, different clubs. A lot of difference around here. And yet Jesus is the great unifier. In Jesus, there's neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek, male nor female. We come together as one, and yet we're many. And so we're going to sing in different languages. We're actually going to do that at the end of the service today. Because we're part of the body of Christ here at Whitworth with people who speak different languages at home. So we're going to sing different languages around also the body of Christ around the world. We're going to talk about tough stuff. 
We're not a progressive place or conservative place or liberal or Democrat, Democrat, Republican. None of that. We are people who are trying to follow Jesus as Lord. And so we're going to talk about things that as we come to Scripture, as we pray about things, how can we live under the Lordship of Jesus in our real world today? In the midst of the challenges, the brokenness, the racism, the struggles, how can we live with Jesus as Lord? And our hope that ultimately comforts us is this. His light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's not overcome it. And so we know the one who overcomes the fear, the darkness, the distress, the anxiety, the worry about the environment or about politics or about anything you bring, he overcomes that. His light defeats the darkness. So that's what chapel's about. Chapel's going to be a place where we recognize, acknowledge, look to Jesus as Lord, and as a very diverse community come together and say, let's do that together. Let's acknowledge Jesus as Lord together. Let's learn what that means if you're not sure yet. Come be part of it. That's what chapel's going to be about. We're going to finish a little bit more in John chapter 1 in a second, but first a little summer update. So this summer, my family and I, my family, my wife Janelle, she's here. She's part of the prayer team. And our three children, Esther, who's 14, Bella, who's 12, and our son River, who's 9 over here. Hey, River. <laughs> we had a great summer. We got to see some family in Texas and Colorado. We got to go camping at Glacier uh, National Park in Montana, which was a, a, a goal, a dream for a while. And then we went camping there. We went, we went hiking one day. We did this big hike up past the Continental Divide. And we're, we're going as we're hiking. And one of the things, if you check my backpack that day, you'd see there are two things in my backpack. A whole bunch of snacks and a whole bunch of water bottles. Because I know as a dad that it's my job to make sure we don't get halfway through and then have a terrible hike because we ran out of snacks and water. <laughs> so my job, if you looked at my backpack, it's like water bottle after water bottle after water bottle after water bottle. There's, whoa, hey there, water bottle. Water and water and water. And we got back, and I still had like three full water bottles, you know. But it was great. I got a little extra workout. That's always good for me, right? And so we had plenty of water. Well, today's text, I think, gives a little something about that. How, what do we do to find that life source? Water we need for life. How do we find that life source? So John chapter 1, a little further down, verses 35 to 42. John the Baptist is this guy preparing the way, not the one who wrote the Gospel of John, but he's this other John who's preparing the way for Jesus. And he has followers who are following him, learning from him out in the desert as he's telling people, hey, turn to God, everyone. To follow God. Follow God. Well, in that time, we see this, uh, verse 35. The next day, John the Baptist was again standing with two of his disciples. And as he walked, Jesus walked by, explained, look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples of John heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying. They remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means anointed one. And he brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John, but now you're going to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, which means rock or rocky. 
Okay, let's unpack that quick. It's something for us today. There's something for us today in the scripture. You ready? Okay, so John's disciples, they got things figured out. They got a plan. These two guys, they're out there. I know what I want in life. I got a plan. It's fine. We got, we got a plan. We're following John, learning from him. This is good. They're drinking their water. They got their water. They got their source. It's fine. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. But you know what? Anyone here tasted Texas water before? Anyone tasted Las Vegas water before? No offense if they're from there, but it is gross. It is not good water. Now, does it sustain life? Yeah. It's, yeah, you can live on Texas water. Absolutely. But is it enjoyable? Uh, not really. Not if we tasted the good stuff. Like Spokane has really good water. Well, these guys have, they, they got a source. But yet, as Jesus walks by, John says, hey, look, there's the Lamb of God. There's the real deal. Here's the one who come to take away the sin of the world. The one who came to make everything right. And these disciples say, huh, I thought I had good stuff, but maybe I'll go see if there's something better over here. They go. They start following Jesus. And, and all of a sudden, what they had, a plan. Maybe you have a plan right now. Do you have a plan? You think you know your semester, your, your, your four years of college, your graduating plan? I got it all set. I got it all set. I'm good. But maybe there's someone else saying, hey, look, have you looked at Jesus recently? Have you looked at Jesus? So they go and far, far start following Jesus. And as they go, they see, he, they say, well, you know, he looks at us and says, what do you want? Maybe a question for you today. What are you looking for? What are you looking for today? How would you answer Jesus? They say, where are you staying? Where are you staying? And Jesus always surprises us. Always surprises us. Where are you staying, Jesus? He says this. He doesn't give him an address. He says, invites him to a relationship. Come and see. Come and see, Jesus says. Come and see where I'm staying. It's not a place I'm going to point you. It's not a place. It's not heaven. It's not over there. It's with me. Come and see. Come and see. Walk with me. And where Jesus lives actually is the place in perfect communion with the Father. And Jesus wants these disciples to come know the Father and in Him find the one who is the source of all life and light. You don't hear about more light and life? Anyone want some more life? Want some more light? Want some more goodness? Want some more purpose? Well, Jesus says, come be with me. Come and see. Come and see. And so they do. Van Doug, come on up. So they go, and it's like this. I was hiking one time. I ran out of water on this hike, but it was a long hike. On this hike, we, I, at the very end of the hike, out of water, it's a hot day, and we get to where we were going. And there, out of this rock, literally out of a rock, there's a spring pouring out water. Pouring out water. Now, this is good water. We are thirsty, and we come to this place, and there is good water. Cold, fresh spring water. Mmm, that kind of good water. Well, they taste it, and as they taste it, they come and see Jesus, everything changes. Andrew runs to find his brother because he can't hold back. This water's so good. Peter, or Simon, comes, and, and he encounters this, this water. He comes and sees Jesus. And as he sees him, Jesus says, hey, I got a job for you. Rocky, on you and your words, I'm going to build my church. I got a new name for you. Come. Come and see. Come and see with me. Come be with me and see what happens. And so these disciples hear this call. And this call is for us today. Come and see.
Come and see Jesus this semester. Come and see Jesus. And in him, find a new community. Other people who belong, you belong with, where you're not alone. Come and see and find a new identity, as Jesus tells you who you really are. Come and see and find new purpose as you live out his life and light. Come and see and get life and light from the one who is the source of light. Come and see. Come and see the one who is only the one who overcomes darkness. Come and see him. Come and see Jesus through worship, through scripture, through community, through prayer, through life group, through church. Come and see Jesus. Come and see him. And as you come and see, find out how we come alive in him and share that life and light with the whole world.